weeks ago, during a Sunday meeting, during the worship, we were singing about glorifying God. And I just kind of, just for a minute, I just kind of made me think, okay, what does that mean? And so I kind of said to God, well, what does that mean? Does it mean I have to, you know, I had my hands lifted up. Does that mean I have to lift my hands up higher? Does it have to mean I stretch out my fingers? And what, what does it mean for me to glorify you? And I just felt God speak to me really in quite a kind of instantaneous moment about some of the things that, for my life, he wanted it meant to glorify him. And I'm just going to run through these. Now, what it did to me was not make me tick off my sin list, interestingly enough, which I obviously have to do from time to time. What it did was make me realize the areas that he still wanted to adjust and the areas I could really celebrate because of things he was already doing in my life. And that's my expectation as I go through these things today, that we will be able to celebrate what God is doing in our lives and wants to do in our lives. And that's kind of what it's about. Now, Wilco asked me this week um, what I was speaking on. And so I said that. And so he put a question up on Facebook, some of you have joined in on it, about what does it mean to glorify God? And if you read the responses, that's pretty much the sermon. So that's good. I thought I was quite excited. I'm thinking, oh, that one, oh, yeah, that one, that one. So it's not we don't know. But I guess what I kind of felt for me was God kind of took me through some of the tangible things rather than some of the generic things that he's wanting to do. Now, I really would encourage you to write down, if you can, either on your smartphone or on a piece of paper, and I should have brought some paper for those that didn't have it, because I want us to reflect on this as we go. So if you don't have paper, you could maybe look along the line and maybe somebody will give you a piece out their notebook or whatever, but I really would encourage you to note it as you go if you can. Otherwise, you've just got to remember. So it's not complicated, and... I've done the slides as God speaking to us rather than me kind of just reflecting what he said. So this is what God said to me. To glorify him means to live... He said, to glorify me, he said, I want you to live my way, not yours. Now, we all know that, don't we? We know what it means to become a Christian. We know what it means to, to live God's way, not mine. But it is amazing how often I want to go back to the old me and not the new me because it's just sometimes more comfortable. Now, I've been doing this stuff, certainly in terms of when I met with God, probably 30 years ago. But I still sometimes think, oh, it's more comfortable this way. So that's what I want to challenge today. So what does it mean to live my way, God's way, not yours? It means I don't actually have to try hard to do the right thing because I see the Holy Spirit operating, enabling me to do the right thing. It does mean I have to chew his every day, but you know, as we choose every day to walk by his power, it becomes easier, because actually it becomes our new nature. That's the exciting thing. We don't have to struggle for our entire lives. As we allow God to work in our lives, it gets easier, because it becomes our new nature. Because we do become more like Jesus, that's his promise. So, these are some of the, the specifics God spoke to me about that day. Ask for forgiveness when you know you're wrong. Now, to be honest, the big stuff is very easy for me to, I, I, 
I'm quite quick to say I don't really, it's fine to be wrong. My friend at the front would say I, it doesn't matter enough to me that when I'm wrong. But that's part of God's gift to me, that I don't have to live in condemnation for long. So it's easy for me on the big stuff to ask for forgiveness. We're all different. But the little stuff, it's kind of harder. You know, like when I've been a bit, had a really grumpy response at work or at home, and I can justify why I am, because I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm focused, they're annoying me. (laughs) I might be less likely to ask for forgiveness in those situations. So just have a minute asking forgiveness when you know you're wrong. That's part of glorifying God. That's how he is glorified. Forgive, even though it feels like you're letting someone get away with something. One of the things on Facebook was about keeping short accounts. Do you know, glorifying God, you think the Keith story that John just told us. If Keith, very justifiably, I mean, I wanted to not forgive those people for the terrible things they've done because he's so lovely. But he said, no, that's not my choice. God will enable me to walk this. He, he forgave, his spirit remains clear, and he just waited for God to do what he was going to do in him. There's something so critical here. Glorifying God is about forgiving even when it feels like someone's getting away with something. God said to me, present yourself to me daily and go with my nudges. Now, I know what it is to go with God's nudges, and it is really very exciting, but it's also incredibly inconvenient. So, God is really challenging me daily to present my day to him, to live it the way he wants me to live it, and it can be quite annoying because you don't get, you can't get on with things or you can't do the things you thought you were going to do. The other week there, um, I was on my way to work and I was thinking about, we had a, there's a, a company that when I was at Lifeline in that role, we did quite a lot of work with. And he just came into my mind one morning and felt like God speak to me about him or speak to me for him. And I thought, right. I'm not doing it. I'm not, like, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to tell this guy that I don't have anything to do with him. I don't see him. And frankly, that is like way too personal for me to step into. But I, I knew it was a God nudge. So I thought, all right, if I have any contact with this person, I will bring this word. Thinking that's never going to happen. He emailed me the same day. Had nothing to do with him for months. Emails me the same day about something. Oh, God, I'm going to have to do this. So I just, then I thought, well, it's fine because I'll never see them again. So it's fine. And so I, I sent an email saying what I felt God had said. And it kind of said, you know, I thought this sounds weird and you, we never need to speak of this again and ignore it if you want to and gave all the outs possible. But actually, he came back saying I had really spoken to him. And I've had a chance to see him since then. And it had really caused something to kind of develop for his life. That's a nudge from God. Now, the exciting thing about nudges from God is I miss as many as I see, and God teaches me what it looks like when I've missed a word. But part of glorifying God is me choosing to go with a nudge every time. Now, we will all have nudges. There's, as you know God, if you're, the Holy Spirit is living in you, he will nudge you on a daily basis to do things that he wants you to do, because we are his agents on this earth. So... Glorifying God would mean presenting 
yourself to him daily and going with these nudges. Just take a minute on the things that we've talked about so far. And just write down where you have seen God enable you to do this and where there might be something that he might be stirring that you still need to do. So let's just take a minute. Asking for forgiveness when you know you're wrong. Forgiving, even though it might feel like you're letting someone get away with something. And presenting yourself daily and going with these nudges. Just take a minute to say both say, yeah, do you know, that's when I did that. That's exciting. God used me there. Or where you kind of think, hmm, I'm kind of resisting this one. We'll just take one minute to do that. Here was another one. This is quite a good one for me just now. Be willing to be totally interested in those with you rather than focused on what you're doing. I have a mm, mm response when I'm really not present. My mother was here last week and I found myself many times going mm, 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 mm. I am responding to what she's saying without listening to a word of it. And she knows it. And I'm not present. I'm not loving my mum with that. I'm not caring for her. I'm not giving myself to her. I'm kind of ticking the box. I'm in the room. That's as much as you're getting. And that's pretty good. I have a little 10-year-old friend that I often um, see on a Friday night. And she calls me on this all the time. You're not listening to a word I'm saying, are you? Eh? Yeah? What did I just say then? Well, do... Yeah, I wasn't listening. Do you know, I can think to myself, well, I was thinking good enough that I'm here at all, you know. I've got other things. You have me on a Friday night, that's a good thing. But actually, God says, let's give ourselves. Am I willing to give myself to whatever I'm doing, to the people I'm with, rather than kind of ticking the box, saying, well, it's enough, I'm in the room or I'm in the car. As we give ourselves to each other, God has an opportunity to connect. And God has an opportunity to flow from that person to you. And we see what he's saying. So being in the room is not enough. That willingness to be totally interested. I can be on my computer, on the phone, or just you know, focused on what I think is a legitimate thing to be thinking about. It's not you; these things aren't okay. It's just if you need to be present, be present and be willing to sacrifice what you're doing for that other person. Doing things you might prefer not to do just because somebody else wants to. That's how we glorify God. You know, I went, uh, I was, a long time ago, I was um, going to the cinema with somebody, and we were working out what to go and see. And we had, a, you know, we had different views of seeing it. So they said, well, that's all right. We'll just go to different films. And I'm like, what? Well, I said, I'll just come to what you want to see. I said, no, 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 you want to see that. Why would you come? Because that's the saddest thing I've ever heard, going to the pictures on your own. But it was really interesting, because it didn't, to be honest, it didn't really bother me that much. But go back to the last example, being willing to give myself in the car on a Friday night on a journey, or when my mum's here and talking to me, Am I willing to do what they prefer to do 
than what I want to do. So the big things, and it's interesting, God changes us. You know, to me, doing something somebody else wants to do activity-wise is not a deal. God worked that through a long time ago. But being present is a challenge and something God's working through. So there's different things. So glorifying God might mean he wants you to do something somebody else wants to do. Spending time with me intentionally. I have a, an easy flow with God. I always have. It, and I'm in the car, I'm brushing my teeth. In a moment of a song, God speaks to me. And it's very easy for me to have that flow. But he's really challenged me recently about spending intentional time with him. And I have the opportunity at the moment because um, in my house, breakfast and dinners, there's nobody else there unless I choose to have somebody. So actually, I have time that I've never had for a long, long time. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to use that time for intentional time with God. And I tell you, the things I can think to do at that point is incredible. I mean, incredible. I have, you know, it's probably, you know, I don't know, an hour and a half from when I come into work to whatever I do. And the critical things that have to be done during that time suddenly is unbelievable. But I'm learning to take some time to read, to take some time to pray, to not turn the telly on. I realize the telly is my kind of default if nobody's in it, kind of talks to me. And I've got TiVo, and it understands me. Do you know, TiVo suggests things I like to see, and I like seeing them. We know each other well now. It's very exciting. I'll never be alone because TiVo has been invented. But that's, but it's incredible. So I, there's, not, there's always something on the telly I now want to see because it's like, it's recording it for me. So it's incredibly easy for me to think, oh, that's quite nice to zone out. But spending time with him intentionally is glorifying God. Now let's look at this one. Choosing to give thanks, recognizing what I'm doing in your life and the life of others. Now take a little look at your list. The things that you know God has changing in you, the things you can celebrate. You think, yeah, God, you've really helped me forgive. Actually, yeah, you've really helped me ask forgiveness. You're enabling me to spend time with you. Now, I'm excited because now God is enabling me to spend time with him. These things, just take a minute to look at those things so that you can celebrate. Things you've kind of noted today or thought, yeah, God's doing that. Now ask yourself where you've given thanks for that. Do you know, it's very easy to kind of just... Life moves on. You know, my, last week my mum was here and she's had a bad knee for quite a long time. And uh, a couple of folk were talking to her and she said about her knee and they prayed for her and she was healed. I mean, this is something she's had for a long time. And she's gone up the stairs and she said, oh, I can go up the stairs. And then she went up and down the stairs and up and down the stairs and I'm thinking, oh, you're going to do your knee in again. But I don't know. That's not right. But, you know, where I want to give thanks for that. I don't just want to give thanks for that here. I want to give thanks for that with my family who don't know him. I want to give thanks for that to the people that I'm at work with. Because that should be bubbling over me. God healed my mother's knee. So let's think, the things that you're celebrating, where are you giving thanks for it? Because otherwise we just get, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Good, that's done. And actually glorifying God is recognizing who he is and what he is doing in our life. So take a minute to look at those things in your life and just ask yourself, 
when did you last thank him and tell others you're thanking him? This is a science. There are two meanings to glorifying God. The first is often in the Old Testament. And it's the glory representing the Lord's presence. In, in Exodus, it talks about the glory filling the temple. That, that sense of God being there, you just know God is there. When I was um, ill a long time ago, in a very critical time of illness, when it was, it was, you know, it was a bit kind of life and death situation, the church here prayed 24 hours a day for me over a few days. It was at a really critical stage. And I wasn't really, I was fairly out of it, really. But the nurses, and I did know a piece, and I did know God's presence. But the nurses in the night shift used to come and take the break in my room. I was in my own room. And they said, oh, just, it's just nice in here. Do you mind? I just want to just chill out for a bit. And I honestly believe that the glory of the Lord was in that room because the church were praying. And it was just one of these really special times where God was doing something. And I had amazing conversations with them. The second glory is about the glory means to reflect to demonstrate. And that's, in John, the Gospel of John talks about this, it's used a lot in there, because Jesus glorifying God. So there's the two different ways of meaning. Jesus was God's representation on the earth at that time. Who's God's representation today? Us. So in the same way as Jesus glorified the Father, we can glorify the Father. Every day by our lives. So just as I kind of conclude, I just want to say, you know, we, we can choose. This isn't hard. That's the amazing thing. I don't have to try harder. I just have to say, God, have it your way. Let me, let me just know you today and let me walk with you today because that's what you always intended. It's not about always getting it right. Do you know, sometimes, even when you get it wrong, you can get it right. In fact, I would say all the time we get it wrong, we can actually get it right. Because we are going to get it wrong. But if we respond rightly to, to put it right, actually, it's getting it right. You know, when I am super grumpy or focused or annoyed, all justifiably, if I choose to stay in my justified state of, well, because of this, then actually... I don't glorify God. But if I choose to say, hey, do you know I was really wrong there, I reacted wrong, put it right, sort it out, I am glorifying God. Now, nobody's going to say, ta-da, the glorifying of God is here because Avril has done that. I don't know what it's going to do. All I know is God has called me to walk as him on this earth. And as I choose to live as him and in his power, I will glorify him. It's radical, and it's not a life of, oh, grief, this is going to be hard work. It's a life of freedom. It's a life of joy. It's a life of walking with the Father in the way he intended. So God has called us to be those who glorify him. And that is an incredible thing, because that's being like Jesus. And that's his promise, and that's his desire, and that's his plan for our life.